tell you, when it's this cold out, it's like a turkey baste. You can self basting turkeys. You put them in the oven, and when they're warm enough, it goes pop. <laughs> what in the hell just happened? You know what? It's we've already failed. We've already failed. We've already failed. As Canoli's having computer problems, Bowers having computer problems, I'm having computer problems. So let's just all have computer problems together and talk about turkey basers comparing it to a penis in cold weather. What's up now? What? Who said anything about a penis? Oh my God, Rocky, where is your mind? What's up, bro? Hey, how you doing, brother? Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. We got to talk about you know just unprofessional dude here 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 yeah i was telling rocky and i hope he's listening out there in egypt every time we'd have something screw up you'd always hear john ward lean into the mic and he'd go oh how un <laughs> dude every time you get close to that microphone every it time the crap out of you and then he'd chew stuff we go Rocky, that would drive Rocky ape shit. It does. I don't like John pigs, would chew dude. potato chips on his mic. And Rocky go, what you doing? And John say, I am masticating. Thoroughly masticating. I you must so masticate in order to masturbate. Yeah, bro. Totally. That's what I'm saying. Huh? What am I saying? You know what I'm saying? You know what? Let's start this show out right, gentlemen. You know what? Let's start this show. Are we starting over? I thought we already did. No. You know what? I thought thought we were starting. Oh, you're starting us over. I'm just saying it's a little little warm in here. It's a little warm in here. So I am going to to fix something here. So just bear with me for a second, guys. Don't mind the music because because I got some shit I got to do because I'm a little hot. You know what I'm saying, bro? Hold on now. Come on. Give me some. Oh, 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 hold on now. Oh, my goodness. Oh, you know what I'm doing. You know what, what are you I'm doing? doing? This is what I'm doing, Robert. I'm doing this, bro. I'm in my underwear. Come on, I'm in my underwear. Should I, should I keep going? Oh, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> it brings us. It brings oh, us. God. You turned on now, just... bro? What's up? I think I just got some wood. Hell yeah. If we call it the turkey base yeah, during this yeah, episode. Yeah, it's Rockies <laughs> extending from all the way over there. Oh, I see that wood from here. Dude, check that. Oh, bro. Did did you so see like a those turkey twi- baster? That was Twin Peaks. <laughs> <laughs> Twin Peaks. <laughs> Twin Peaks, baby. What's up? I am in my underwear for the rest of this show. <clears throat> I'd show you mine, but I got a Big old scar with all kinds of purpley stuff coming off, and it's just unbecoming. Dude, I think I I'd show you mine, but there's, I think there's like four or five hickeys left from yesterday. Oh, from from on, yeah. what? Mm. From yeah. stone? That was, it Can was you, actually, It's it's called it's called find the real nipple. <laughs> Pick which one is the real mount. Hey, Bowler, wait, wait let, a me, minute. Let, let me ask you something here, brother, because yeah. you, you have a special gig going on right now, and, and uh, people need yeah. to understand the wrath of what you're doing, because every third weekend, I got to pull weekend duty, and, and I start at 5 p.m., and I go till 5 a.m. Saturday night, and then I do it on Sunday night, and then when I get home Monday morning, I get three hours of sleep, and then I got to be right back. So you've yeah. been pulling this graveyard shit, dude, for the last couple of weeks on a contract job, right? Yes. Um, explain to people how this shit takes your soul from your face, bro. Uh, oh. it, it takes it takes all of the energy that you have, and, and you it's basically 
when you go from being a day person to a night person and you have to flip that switch instantly and you're going from, you know, you, I, I'm, I'm a night owl. I'm usually up doing whatever it is that I like to do my creative stuff in the, in the wee hours like Scotty, you know, you, you get more, you get less interruption, you get more focus, but if you haven't got the energy when you're going into that period, your creative juices, uh, they kind of, you know, they're a little diluted and they're not, as free flowing as, as they should be, or as they normally are. But then when you switch and you're doing exactly the opposite, basically, you know, people think about the, you know, your regular eight to five job during the day, switch that completely and do nine, 9 PM to six in the morning Mm-mm. and do that five days a week and try to function. Uh, it, it, it just literally, I mean, I, Rocky, we, we talked last week and I had, I don't know, maybe an hour of sleep yep. because I couldn't go to sleep. And so your, your entire biological rhythm, your clock changes, your brain changes, your chemistry changes, your eating habits change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you are, you know, and, and again, this isn't something that you ease into, right? You go from a day person to a night person in the next yep. day, and then you do it for an extended period of time. It eats your life. Yep. It eats your mind. It eats your it energy. It eats your soul. And uh, it's, uh, thank God it's coming to an end here quick, but it, it's one of those things where, um, you know, the, I've, back in my corporate days, I became um, certified in inventory and production control management. So I was a manufacturing guru. I mm-hmm. had these certificates to do these things. So I know this stuff. And it's kind of rare. And when they found out that I had it, they offered me money that I couldn't refuse. And I said, okay, I think I'll do this. But holy shit, I cannot wait until this thing's over. Yeah, this is why it, it's it's terrible. This is why people that work midnights, they get an extra, you know, like 18 cents an hour, you know, because of the sacrifice, bro. So Yeah, yeah. 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 That extra 18 cents makes a huge You make difference. that 19 and you got something. You got a deal. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm thinking that this is probably, it feels like there's a conspiracy. Something has happened. Somebody is, is attacking my essence Uh-oh. because they, they realize that, you know, I'm on with the cannoli and, and the meatball and there's stuff going on that's really important. And they're trying to thwart this incredible discourse of intellectual idiocy that we put together without even thinking about it. So they're doing everything they can to squash it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, bro. I I, see it, it's got to be a Russian asset somewhere. It's totally you know? Russian, bro. Totally Russian. Yep. It's, it's, it's yep. a Russian plot. I mean, think about how intense and how uh, forward thinking the Russians are to take someone like a, a Tulsi Gabbard, right? And, yeah. and, and make sure that she's. You I'll know, take she's, a Tulsi Gabbard. Please. I'll take a Tulsi. Uh, I'll tug on a Tulsi. Damn. Um, and, uh, you know, become, uh, get in the military, become a, um, what is she, a captain or a sergeant or something? I don't know what rank she had, but, uh, but she, she's got a serious rank. And then, uh, you know, do that, serve the country rank. and then get into Congress, right? And then become a, uh, and then start running for president and then become a covert third party. And be a combat vet on top right. of that. I don't know if you mentioned uh, that. Yeah, right. combat, combat vet, vet in the middle of all that. Those Russians are some smart cats. Yeah. I mean, how far ahead can they actually view and think about planting Moon to something? Tomb, baby. And then, and then, of course, and then, of course, get Billary to, you Ooh. know, expose it. 
I mean, this is the rise of meh. I mean, these people, the stuff that's coming out, and you sit there, and we talked about it last week, Rocky, about hypnosis and politics. How can somebody be so delusional to come up with something and try to promote that kind of stuff and then expect, you know, normal people like us to go, yeah, I think she's got a point. You know, I wonder if, if Hillary really believes this shit because what's she doing? She's promoting her book right now. She's on book tour and she's yeah. making all these comments on book tour. So just like uh, Adam Schiff did when he opened up with his false narrative a few weeks ago, what did he do that for to garner attention, to get people to listen to what he had to say, start talking about it before somebody caught it and corrected it. Uh, he created the false narrative. So what is uh, Clinton doing? Uh, she's out there creating a false narrative for her book tour. So people pay attention to her because God knows nobody likes her well enough to be buying her book until, well, there's a, there's, there's a few holdouts. I'm, I'm being, oh, I'm being, uh, uh, what's the word for it? Superlative when I say that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, she's got to build some kind of a false front. So people uh, are attracted to what she's saying or attracted by, I mean, you know, you can, you can attract all kinds of things uh, by having, you know. But don't don't you see how this, I mean, and this is the thing that is really perplexing to me. How can the narrative, the content in, and the context in which these people are putting this stuff out, how can they seriously consider or believe that there are people that are going to listen to and buy this nonsense? I know. Only, only because there are people who are naive enough to buy this nonsense. Yep. And that's the thing that we talked about last week. I, that's my biggest concern. It's not that the narrative is so disjointed and, and just full of crap. It's the fact that there are people that are buying it that concerns me. Watch, what's, watch what the narrative is going to turn into now that the House vote took place to censure Adam Schiff. And, right. and it was down party lines. There was 173 Republicans that voted for it. But the Democrats had more votes, so they shut it down. Uh, what's Adam Schiff's response going to be? He's going to say, I was vindicated. There's going to be a vindication um, um, narrative coming out now and how the House did not want to censure him. And so the, there will be a vindication narrative out there because uh, he's not going to say there were 173 people against me. He's going to say the House majority voted, you, uh, voted in vast majority to, uh, to to uh, throw this out, meaning uh, meaning I did the right thing, but uh, uh, what it was was party lines, yeah, and uh, the same party lines that are going to vote uh, for impeachment. You know, one of the things that I'm also finding uh, fascinating, and I'm I'm uh, speaking from a perspective that I'm I'm referring to myself as an observationalist. Okay. Okay, so, you're one of the 28 on the front lines in Syria. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> and and the idea is, you know, goes back to this whole Informatica thing. I'm looking at, I just want to look at the data. I don't want to look at the the narrative and the, the content, the context right. in which the content is being packaged. Right. right. And this goes to what you guys were talking about last night about how, you know, we're being given this, we're given a narrative and people are, are expected to find their way through it and or at a minimum, just believe it without even thinking about it. Right. So I, what I'm seeing right now, you go back to 2016, 
And one of the things that I noticed coming up to the actual election is that every time there was a rally with Trump, there were tens of thousands of people showing up at these at these events. Yeah. And then you would see the uh, the Hillary stuff. And it's like, you know, a few hundred, maybe a thousand. Yeah. And yet the narrative that was coming out was that, you know, Clinton had there was no chance that Trump was going to win. Clinton was a 90 plus percent shoe in every pundit, politician, expert, whatever consultant was saying the same thing and, and across the media as well. And you and I kept looking at it going, are you guys watching the same thing I'm watching? I'm, I, yeah. I don't I don't see how you're getting to the, your perspective based on just the visuals that I'm seeing. Fast forward to now. Look at how many you got not only 20,000 people filling an arena, you get 10,000 hanging out outside. Yeah. You, you've got an energy and a, and a uh, just a sense when you look at the crowds, there's some really powerful stuff going on. And then and you look at Beto and all these other, it didn't matter who it is on the left. Every one of them, they're, they're lucky if they fill uh, an Applebee's, okay? Yep. So, which is where most of them end up going anyway. Uh, you got Warren starting to show a little stuff, but I think that's just, you know, the the sycophants, those that have just the diehard nut jobs that are going to buy anything that is anti-Trump. So those are, those are the ones that are showing up. But now throw this little stat in. Here's a little knowledge stack that's interesting. Trump and the RNC just uh, hit some historic record of fundraising, right? Three hundred million dollars. That's insane. And that doesn't include that doesn't include the hundred and fifty eight million that Trump has got. Right. And so you look at it and uh, what did they the first thing they did? Well, it's a historic amount of money that's been raised at this point in an election cycle by any party. Okay, yeah, that's that's awesome. That's obviously showing that when when are they collecting that money? Is that where you're going with that? No, 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 no. This is even more interesting. So they've collected all this money and apparently people are throwing money at it. And it's, you know, every time somebody on the left says, yeah, but it's, you know, it's all the big donors throwing a lot of money. No, the average donation is around 200 bucks. Okay, so it's not the big dogs. So then they turn around and they say, yeah, but in total. All of the Democratic uh, contenders or can't uh, dates um, have co- in total have collected more than that 300 million. OK, but that's not one individual. That that's is 20 a of them together. That's 20 of them. And here's the funny part. All of that money has gone into individuals. Right. What are those individuals doing? They're fighting each other. They're yep. using the money to fight each other. So here's the logical leap that you can make from an observationalist perspective. All that money that's gone into these Dems is actually supporting Trump. Well, here's the whole Because they're using it to fight each other. The the, the best thing that has ever happened to Trump's Trump's war chest, uh, to Trump's uh, uh, donations, to Trump's uh, gaining any kind of popularity at all has been the Democratic debates. <laughs> After the, every Democratic debate, he, he, he takes in like another 10 million, yeah. 20 million, 30 million. I'm just I, using arbitrary figures, but yeah, but based on, on the shit that's coming out of Billary, I mean, I think she's on Trump's payroll. I think Hillary yeah. has, <laughs> I, mean, I, I honestly, honestly, I think Hillary has a penis. Yeah, At what least is metaphorically it? speaking. No. Does that have something real. to do with this transgender thing that's all, you know, a foot on the left? Because, you know, there was a whole discussion about Michelle potentially having, you know, a wank. Dude, right? I think yeah, Michelle has I a wank. Why is it all these left people got wanks and when they're women? 
Because the left, that's what they do, bro. They they start the kids young at four years old. They start putting dresses on them, and they got wanks. You know what I'm saying, bro? I'm not judging. I, I you know, I, I just I, I long for the old days. And so do know? I, and I don't even remember them, but I nice. long for them. Oh, you want to take us back into the dark ages? <laughs> that's what everybody tells me. Well, you know, there was a lot more dark back then because we used to turn the lights off when we did stupid shit. Yeah, baby. Now they just they now they go look for the floodlights, they turn them on, and poof, look at my stupid shit. And it's like, ah, you know, I've seen this show for a long time and I need to turn the channel. Let me ask you guys, you guys need to turn the lights off. Let me ask you this. If you guys were let's just say at your age, we had you back in the 1950s, and say I time traveled back to visit you guys and I showed you information on how we are living in 2019 and 2019. How do you think the people from the 1950s would react to what has happened to our cultures today, bro? That's funny. I was just musing about that, thinking, what if you could have the founding fathers address Congress today? Oh, my God. Uh, What would that look like? Would that first thing out of their mouths be, first of all, we're we're awfully surprised the Republic is still standing. <laughs> yeah, there would um, be that. Two hundred. I, I I wonder if any of them actually thought we'd last two hundred and fifty years. Um. So, I would think that it's it's kind of like this. You could answer that question, Rocky, by saying, "We said this before. Take the movies that you see nowadays with special effects." Put them back in 1940 or 1950 and see what the audience reaction would be. If you could go back in time with, say, oh, I don't know, Star Wars or even some of the animated films and show them to an audience 60 and 70 years ago, what would their reaction be? You'd probably have women fainting in the aisles. And I say women, yes, because that's what happened back then. Um, So the same thing with politics, the same thing with Uh, what's going on in the country nowadays. Uh, It's like uh, we did this comparison. Remember when we were talking about John Wayne a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and how John Wayne made statements that are now considered politically incorrect, his statements on his view on Native Americans, his view on blacks, and so on. Um, But he really, like we always say with, say, the slave trade, Back two, three, four hundred years ago, uh, there were things that our founders did because it was the norm for their society. They didn't know. It's not that they weren't smart people. It's that this is what their times. Uh, um, uh, what, what's what's the word I'm looking for, Bauer? The uh, their times the- dictated what they believed, and they were futurists <clears throat> because they were the ones who said, "Wait a minute." Maybe we need to change this. And uh, and that's what happened. Um, well, to, and I think to answer that question, at least from my perspective, yeah. I, if I was back in the 50s and which I was, uh, but I, I wasn't conscious. I was busy uh, breastfeeding. Hell, yeah, you learning. were, bro. That's so awesome. Yes, I was. That's what I'm telling you what. <laughs> and he was that born in four. You, so <laughs> you were talking about that breast milk the other night. And I was like, I see. I, I got to see this live stream of breast milk in the coffee creamer at uh, Thanksgiving. That's going to be spectacular. That's what we do. Around I'm, here. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I just tasted my coffee and this is not 
Fijian virgin. Well, rumor has it, so a, a couple of breast milk academics stepped in and says that when you put breast milk in coffee, it curds. So I'm, I don't want to chew breast milk. You know what I'm saying? What's up? Yeah, no. I wouldn't want to do no. that either. But to back to your question, if I so if I was in the 50s and somebody showed me what uh, is going on today, particularly from the tech perspective, the first thing I would do is I'd want to fire up a, an episode of the Jetsons. Oh. And I'd want to see how much actually happened. Right. Do I have the flying car? Do I have the little uniblab that can allow me to transport or do whatever and yeah. try to make some kind of comparison? Then I go watch the creature of the Black Lagoon. Ooh. And I and, and I would say uh, how much of what I'm seeing right now is the result of this creature uh, propagating, you know, making offspring, because it appears that there's some reptilians and some crazy ass animals and creatures that have now manifested into what is called a political class. Or, or what these people are defining as, as a political class. But to your point, uh, Scotty, about you know, going back to different times and the way that um, people were. I mean, you had different cultural norms, appropriations, ideologies, um, the way in which people were living uh, and, at certain times. And, and the first thing that came to my mind was, how in the hell did our brothers back in you know, 1,000, 2,000 years ago even think that having... A, a harem having a dozen wives made any sense how could you possibly have navigated through your daily life with that much estrogen and each one of them having their own proclivities their own needs and having to service all of them i would well, dare I mean, say that, I, the I, that person, would have blown my mind I, I literally i i have i would dare say that the guys who had harems were not your average local worker, not the guy that worked for his penny a day, uh, stomping out mud bricks in a pit or uh, gathering wheat shafts. Uh, um, I'll bet Dude, you that if those I was were laying, rich dudes. If I was laying on a, on a day bed being fed grapes and fanned all day as my gig and still had a dozen wives that I had to take care of, Damn, bro. I, I still couldn't do it. Well, remember, <laughs> that was back in the day where where the man, he was in control of the woman. Woman, <laughs> yeah. you will shut it or I will have you beaten. I, you think, know, that's been, I think that's a fantasy that's been propagated. Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah, men, men do not control women. That's, that, that's you know, very true. No, we don't. Uh, no. no uh, come on. Uh, there is no way. Watch, and, watch. And I, the word's going to get out. I'm, we're, we're all misogynist here now for what I said. <laughs> well, no, but there, there is no way that men Russian have the assets. control over women that that has been told all of us for since we can remember right women own the planet okay yeah that's women, very true there is there and, and if you think otherwise then you are simply you've bought the narrative and you have been you know you, you've decided that i'm going to believe what i'm told because so if what, i believe the, what truth the hell is over the facts Remember truth over facts right? all right hold on really well, what is the truth over the facts the facts are a man cannot control a woman the truth is that men control women. Oh, let yeah. me because well, I was really going to say, what the hell's going on in Iran and Iraq then? Right. Well, me, yeah, talk to me. Let me read uh, this. It doesn't really, make any oh sense. My God, let me read this really quick. All right, ready? <laughs> let Jump me read in, this Rocky. really quick. And then we got a minute for we got to go out. It's Jump in your show. Say, you? In ancient <laughs> Egyptian days, women were viewed and honored as higher and more sacred than the man. The woman. Yes is the mother to all giving life and teaching the ancients believe that when a man 
were to achieve a high amount of knowledge, spirituality, and power that he would be allowed to wear a long-haired wig to symbolize that he had reached a certain level of that equal to a woman. As the two stood together, she holds her man, giving him strength and protection. There is a saying still floating around in present day, behind every successful man is a strong woman holding him up. And with that right. being said, we are at the bottom of the hour. Yes, show, folks. Yes, show. Makes sense. We're <laughs> on our shit today. I'm going so through. I'm seriously, I'm dealing with what they call the post-it note effect, where my balls are sticking to my leather chair like a post-it note. But oh. we'll, we'll get through that. We'll get through that. Bauer, come here. Give oh. me a hug. Bauer, come and give me a hug. I need a hug, bro. Come on, Bauer. Give me some. Ladies Don't make him stand up too fast, the though, Robert. Situation room right here. The Bit Cannoli, the Professor, and the Meatball. We'll be right back. Come on, Robert. You're looking all stiff over there. Take your pants off, what? damn it. I'm just listening to the... <laughs> Take Here it off. comes. We're about to get. All right. We're, we're going to get Moon. He's doing it. All right. Shoes. Oh, okay. Shoes are up. Okay, hold on. I'm going to stop that I'm music. digging that jacket, though. I'm I'm good. I am jacket. digging that jacket, too. Oh, this too. jacket's nice. It'll be a great Colorado jacket. Okay, Robert's Absolutely. just taking his pants yeah. off for the show. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen. Shoot. Get those dollar bills oh. out, boys and girls. Get on up to Snipper's Roll. And don't forget to be generous because Scotty Roberts is taking his pants off during a live broadcast. Oh, Hell hey. yeah! My sweatpants. He's wearing is, is sweat. that, is that wearing a brown? Sweats. Is that a brown or a white streak on the left side there? That's a white streak. I'm old. <laughs> there it is, there folks. There you go. None there of us go, are boys. wearing pants now. Now, there. should we take it to the next level, hold, boys? Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it. Hit things in the right. I got a round wooden stool here. You got to pluck and tuck, bro. Pluck you, and tuck. you better tuck. You better pluck, plop and tuck that thing. <laughs> you don't want to sit on it. Whew. Yeah. Ah. Okay. There Dude, we go. This well, is I got a so, long coat on. So this is so cool, man. I mean, I feel like there it is. Like we accomplished something. Well, you today. know, this is like wearing a kilt in a way. You wear a kilt. You got freedom. Freedom. It's only a kilt if you go underwearless, right? That's how this shit Look, works. Look, you bro. know what I'm doing right now? You know, you know what's natural for a guy? If you're sitting around with no pants, you're cupping it. I was just doing yeah. that. That and was just, so weird. Like, oh, I gotta put my hands up because uh, you don't even think about it. <laughs> you're like, you're like, so uh, let's talk about politics. While well, as I cut my scrotum, dude, you guys but, were talking uh, about something earlier when Bauer started talking about the feather thing. Yeah, dude, I just automatically cuffed. I don't know. It was the weirdest shit. I can't you explain cup. what happened, bro. What's up? <laughs> You yeah. know, and and I probably shouldn't share. I probably shouldn't share this, but I'll I'll ask you guys. No, you should. When when <laughs> when it's cold, okay, and and this happens when it's warm too. But have you noticed that when when it's cold and you get into bed, that one of the first things you do is you wrap your hands around your your junk. It's a heater. I mean, it, it it it's not, and it's nothing to do with anything other than you just you go for it, and it just I I don't know how many times I've done it and I, I lay there and i realized that i'm holding my junk why have you ever done junk? that with really cold fingers oh yes and i've had that oh. weren't mine too oh now what's that up, bro? What's up? that that oh, would get, who's were you cupping <laughs> no, no, no 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 
Somebody <laughs> else's hands are cupping. Yeah, this is this is keep this straight now. Uh, and I don't know why. You know, it was something that uh, actually occurred the other night. I was thinking, I was laying there, and I went, "Why am I holding my junk? It's not going anywhere. It's not you know, going anywhere." You, you know what's amazing? It's all warm down there. Ooh. And I think what it was is I was warming my hands. Damn, bro. This is only the Wednesday early morning <laughs> midnight show. What's going to happen by Friday? <laughs> I don't know, but I, mean, I, got, seriously. I, I got some very bad news, everybody. What's your news? There's going to be another stupid ass Star Trek coming out, man. Yes. Yeah. Or Star Wars. Star Wars. <clears throat> I don't know. Oh, Star Wars. We knew that. Did you we see the latest trailer? No, I didn't even watch it. I just passed it. Oh, the new trailer is phenomenal. Ah, ouch. <laughs> that's dude, that's what we call the post-it note effect right there. What's up? No, that wasn't. I just I just like almost got a got a cramp in my hamstring. What's that from? Because I'm sitting funny on my stool. That's what that's from. Well, start cuffing then, bro. Well, it depends on what which leg was it. Do you dress left or dress right? Oh, it's usually left. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I do. I do it's left too. Nothing to it? do with my politics. No. Eh. Ooh, Scotty dresses like a liberal. Yeah, he's a free baller. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is how I dress with my kilt on. So I, you know, it's like, it's like, nice. Oh, dude, you're doing doing some shoulder action there. What, what were you just doing? Oh, I was just. Like shaking it out a little bit. I saw something going on there, bro. Maybe a little uncomfortable. What's up? No, not that kind of shaking out. (laughs) I heard some spanking going on. I heard something. I heard something. (laughs) So let me, let me, uh, (laughs) hey, Rocky, (laughs) can you hit your kneecap like this? Yeah, with his nose too, dude. Don't, make fun, nose, don't make fun of the nose, bro. Don't make fun of the nose, bro. Don't bring up the nose. Don't leave the, the nose out of it. Ixnay on the nose bay, dude. I switched my computer monitors today because that way I always have to look straight and people don't have to get a side view of my shit. What's up? Yeah, I think you have I a know. classic nose. I think you should let that nose, that schnoz, should be a class. It should be part of your logo. Why do you call it a schnoz, bro? Oh, isn't that isn't that uh, Greek for Italian? in my head? schnoz you know if you think about it that profile that you've got rocky classic i mean it it is it is classic it's it's adonis quality it does come in handy every once in a while you know what i'm saying bro you know know? yeah 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 I'm, i'm thinking and and you probably you know you have to have something that you know that you can you know tenderize and moisturize and keep that uh, thing, uh, um a you know. a laurel wreath like well then yeah, you know i also compliment that i also had a nickname still do and they call me stucci the french tickler what's up oh is, is is that a chick magnet Dude, um they see my nose and they're like you're in bro Oh, I, I thought we were still back. In seriously, and literally. <laughs> I thought we were still in the scrotum talk, and I was going to ask you, what kind of growths do you have down there, <laughs> damn, dude. brother? Damn. I think I think I now feel they, sorry for you. <laughs> I think doing the profile thing, you, you got to get you know that that uh, wreath thing, you know, the little crown of the laurel, the laurel, the laurel. Wreath. Yeah, yeah, the laurel, yeah. Uh, and and the schnoz, and get you know, and just poke that that chin and that schnoz out, and a profile. Telling you what, I think that that could be. I mean, think about it. 
that could be a logo by itself. It could. And I'm serious. I'm serious. I agree with Bauer. You could have a phenomenal, you could use that nose and those Italian features of yours as a trademark. <laughs> oh, ooh. and Scotty, think about this. Oh my God. So you got the, you got the profile, right? You got, you got, yeah. you got that, that tilt up a little bit. You got that, that beautiful schnoz just sticking out there, pointing the way to the heavens. And you've got these little wisps of smoke ooh. coming out of the nostrils. Damn, bro. Um, no, no. I don't know about the smoke. That's a little too surreal. Um, do you, you ever noticed you can do things like I can go make my chin stand up. Mm-hmm. You can do all kinds of things to change your face, you know, for an expert, but you can't make your nose look longer. You can't oh, go. I can. Let's see. Oh yeah. That, well, that's camera angle. Fish eye lens. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> yeah, dude. Good. Yeah. A little fish eye, fish eye with a schnoz. I mean, now, now you've got a whole other visual going on. I'll give you some. You got, massage, you got the big eyes. You got the chin coming out, and you, underneath it, the caption is, "If you think this is big, oh, <laughs> listen no, to hey, my no, show. No false expectations, bro. No false expectations. <laughs> hey, speaking of, um, I checked the numbers today, and we are number twenty-four in Australia. Wow, for podcast. That's for no. I, iTunes downloads. That's what that's for. Now Good that's enough. Twenty-four. I mean, what what are they doing down there? Are they smoking some good shit or what? Well, dude, only the cool people do, bro. Give me a well, hug. That's where you, that's where it grows. I mean, twenty four in Australia. It's pretty good. You know, there's some those are people that are serious. What are we in Iraq? I'm curious. I ain't even looking because I don't want to know, bro. Because I got shit to say <laughs> about Iraqis. You, know you are what? number one. You are number one. <laughs> you infidel. <laughs> infidel. <laughs> you are number one in infidel scale. Infidel pig. Dude, I remember when Scotty got his first infidel shirt and he wore it. Oh my God. Did, well, I had but, it on yesterday. But I remember when you first got it. Did you take some serious shit, oh, dude? Oh, hell yeah. That, man? And then John had like a John British fit. You know, I still want to slap the shit out of him for some reason. I'm just saying. Yeah, it had a little, uh, the, the, it was a black long sleeve shirt with a, uh, a white choppy looking flag and the word infidel underneath it. And then the back. It was the back because it had two guns and a skull and Ooh, it said ISIS, bro. ISIS hunting squad or something Ooh. like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so what do you think about the fact that we are not, even though we, you know, people, they, they, it's a constant battle back and forth, but apparently we are, at least from an, a U.S. and American perspective, we are the world cops. Every time something breaks out, somebody gets in a skirmish, somebody decides that they're going to go blow somebody up. Yeah, hello, United States. Only Can we help you? if oh, it's yes. politically efficacious for somebody to say that we're the world cop. Only well, if but, it is. But, they, but they, they keep saying that, and we keep showing up. Right? Yeah. It's like this whole Kurd thing. I mean, that thing is so complex. You get these people yeah. that are you know, just spinning all kinds of different uh, aspects of it. But at the end of the day, you got this guy named Trump who's sitting there going, uh, I, I like doing deals. Okay. I don't like wars with guns and bullets and shit and people getting killed. I like uh, trade wars. I like economic wars. I like, um, you know, going after things that can improve our position from an economic perspective. 
And, um, you know, hell, if, if you guys want to get in on the gig, we can help you with your economic stuff. Sure. But, you know, this blowing people up and taking people prisoners and all this other crap, that's eh, not really my gig. I like real estate, golf courses, you know, stuff that doesn't have anything to do with people fighting over a piece of dirt and sand for thousands of years. They've been doing it for a long time for all kinds of reasons. I think I'm just going to back out and let you all figure it out yourself. Isn't it amazing yeah. though, how pissed off the world you know gets when we pull out? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the world doesn't want us there. Who are you? You know, you are not the world police. But as soon as you pull out, um, yeah, all of a you're, sudden you're, yeah, you're 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 being derelict of your duty. You're on the world shit list. You know, here's, I think here's, you know, I think that whole Middle East thing. Just I think Trump's done the right thing. Pull out. Let them settle it. They they yep. have to argue amongst themselves. They've had been doing it long before he showed up or any of us showed up. It's like get just okay. Look, you guys have a problem. Go work it out and don't bother us unless you want to do some economics. You know, if you want to do something productive, give us a call. Yeah. Otherwise, out of here. And I think that's one of the things that has blown up this whole political and social discourse narrative is people have gotten too myopic on are we there? Are we fighting? Are we doing wars and blah, blah, blah? No, yeah. But now you've got somebody who says, screw that. I'd like to back out, focus on our stuff. And if you guys want to, you know, get your heads out of your collective sand holes, um, then we will sit down and have a conversation with you and try to figure out how to make you um, maybe l- more peaceful, more prosperous, Bingo. Uh, and more and more plentiful. But if you're going to blow yourselves up and blow each other up, you're eh, on your own. You're, you're on, on your, own. your own. Yeah, I remember back in the day we used to say, you know what, we just need to turn the Middle East into a great big old parking lot, mm. wow. right? You remember yeah, those narratives? Because because at the end of the day, what what is what else are they doing over there besides fighting all the time? Dude, it's a religion of over peace, dirt. bro. There's so much peace there. It's so religious and so religion of peace You know what I'm saying, dude? Yeah. And and there's one of those cognitive dissonance. <clears throat> if it's if everything is if all these belief systems are so peaceful, why isn't there peace? It's constant chaos, is what it is. So right? why is it if everybody over there really wants peace, uh, but they just aren't achieving it yet? Everybody wants peace from their perspective. You've got, we're over there trying to help. Everybody's tried to help. We've done this for decades in the modern era, but they've been doing this for centuries onto millennia. And you've got things like Hamas, uh, who ha- who in their charter is in black and white. You can read it. Go look up the Hamas charter. I think it's section eight that talks about the eradication and annihilation of all Jews in Israel and worldwide Dude, that's so peaceful mm-hmm. bro. that's I mean, their charter that's uh, the palestinians how are you it? getting the wrong impression of that i mean isn't that's i mean i feel like peace just hearing that yeah. i think that i think the problem is they've confused two words that sound the same but are spelled and mean different so, yeah. they don't want peace they want a piece of right oh bro right you know what hey, i'm saying yeah they want a piece of this land they want a piece of this culture they want a piece of this oil that whatever the hell it is they're not talking about peace in the sense of getting along. They're talking about, I want a piece of what you got because what you got is my piece. And they're all arguing over a piece of particles of sand and dirt, and they can't figure out how to get along. Well, and you know, brothers, I'll tell you, I, I'll tell I, you. I, I get tired of it all. It's just like, I, you guys I think, go fight yourselves. I think it has very little to do with Islam. It's not the Islamic religion that is teaching that I believe it is the political people in power using the Islamic religion to further their cause. 
for the hatred of their brothers. Yeah. And uh, it's we saw the same thing uh, all down through history, whether it's European history or Middle Eastern history or far far Eastern history. Uh, you saw the same thing. What was used in order to demonize or to justify, demonize the other guy, justify what you're doing mm -hmm. in order to eradicate them so you can have what they have because, you know, Allah or God or whoever doesn't approve of them. And, and don't we see the same thing going on in a, in a, in a different way, but consistent with that kind of narrative going on in our own political discourse. Yeah. The, the entire narrative, you know, for the last 20 or 30 years at least, this uh, progressive ideology has, has seeped into purposely into all of the different delineations of our uh, society, academia, news, entertainment, sports. There is this, there's been an, a purposeful infusion of this ideology that is now spread across our entire social fabric. Everything that we do, all of our normal institutions. I remember back in the 70s and 80s when I could go to a football game, I could watch a movie, I could go to a concert, and I wouldn't hear squat that had anything yep. to do with any kind of ideology. Yeah. It was simply the the mastery of the craft, <laughs> what it, which whatever it was that was going on that was enjoyable. Now it's all over the place. And I think mm -hmm. what's yep. happening is we're seeing uh, all of that not only come to a head, but we're watching it fall apart, which is really does my heart a great deal of of just nice palpitations because yes. I am so sick and tired of everything that I have, all the pieces of me and the pieces of things that I enjoy being colored and peppered and infiltrated and injected with somebody else's wanting my piece and to tell me what my piece looks like, how I'm supposed to enjoy my piece and whether I can actually even have that piece. Guys, can I I'm just, I'm just out to get a piece. Can okay? I be honest with you guys? Would you? I can't get feathers out of my mind. I don't know what it is. I, I, I can't. I'm visualizing like feathers in violating areas. I just, I've been thinking about this for almost an hour now. Dude, uh, a feather in the right place with the right technique. Dude, I'm going to the dollar store. And you store. can fly. I'm going to the dollar store today. And buying feathers. You will too. <laughs> That's not part of my arsenal. You know what I'm saying? So let me segue here yeah. something. Let me segue here a little bit. Uh, but still related to what we're talking about, because we're talking about the mentality of people and how easily they can be taught to think something differently, right? We're talking about Middle right. East, we're talking about Western societies, whatever it may be. Um, we know that China owns a majority of Hollywood. We know that they finance a lot of our big production movies. Sure. Um, we've also known that the movie The Exorcist was supported by the CIA with subliminal messages in it, like the word pig was said over 300 times. Are you talking about the original movie the or original the series movie. that's nope. now on? The yeah, original the, the, movie. The original movie. There's a new series no, based on that. the exit. But, but the original movie was supported by the CIA because what they were trying to do is they were doing a social experiment on people watching the movie to see how their body reacted to certain messages that were programming your subliminal mind, like using the word pig. Um, and it had positive results for the CIA, bad results for the viewers. Now, we're going back to, what, the 70s when this movie was made. Yep. So now there is a new movie out on Netflix. It's a horror film. It's called Eli. And what they're saying is that it's so scary that people are seeing demons out of the corners of their eyes. Now, you just don't see demons out of the corners of your eyes because you watch something scary. 
there has to be some kind of programming in this movie for you to have such hallucinations, or there is something going on in this movie that is potentially, just, just take it for what it is, could potentially be conjuring something. I'm just saying. What are your thoughts on this? I completely agree. In fact, the energetic expressions that are happening in the cosmos right now manifest a lot of these different paranormal, what would be called supernormal, mm -hmm. paranormal type energies. Right. And I think that, that the elites, the powers that be, those that have um, been uh, keepers of the steganography of knowledge and mystery school stuff are aware of these things. And I think that they're using them to purposely manipulate the sleeple. The, the people that are going to see the demons are the ones that are going to be more susceptible. Going back to the what we talked about last week in, in the hypnosis side, there are people that are more susceptible to being a, to being influenced by these types of energies. So I think you've got a confluence of different things. You've got the energies in the cosmos that are making and manifesting things much easier than they have in the past. You've got purposeful intention of people that are taking that energy and focusing it on trying to manifest those things. Mm. And then you've got the people who are sitting there going, uh, I don't know what to think. I need to be told somebody give me some guidance, give me a narrative, give me a purpose, give me something that I can wrap my existence around so that I can find meaning in my misery. Because that's the other part of this narrative is there's a constant pump of fear and, and doom and gloom and, and all of that. So if you've already got that in place, putting any kind of demonic manifestations of visuals and in the mental realm, hell, it's a piece of cake from my perspective. Do you think that there might be some forms of hypnotism in, in, involved in something like this as well? I, I think so. Absolutely. I, I don't think, I don't see how you could not have that as a part of the process. Roberts. I don't know. Um, I would like to watch it now Me too. and find out what uh, kind of reaction I get. Um, because I can tell you what, I've watched a lot of scary stuff on television and in movies, and I usually come out of it going, eh, that wasn't scary for right. me. It, it was it was it was tense because you're you're wondering what's gonna happen to the character. Or you watch and you go, Wow, how'd they do that? But see, Scott, um, you're 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 a more evolved and enlightened soul. You, it's gonna be harder to get to Yes, you. I am. Uh, you know, I've seen that over the years. It's it's profound. It's it's deeply profound, yes. But to Rocky's point, I mean, think about it. If these people are actually seeing demons out the corners of their eyes, yeah, that's a very interesting aspect. Why is it a demon, and why is it out the corner yeah. of the eye? Yeah, what makes it a demon? How do you know it's a demon out the corner of your eye? What if it's uh, a ghost? Because the word yeah. demon sells, bro. It's demon sells. I can tell you what. We sit around this house, and Rocky and I, we've talked about this before. Rainy and I talk about this all the time. There's so many times where I'm sitting here. I could be watching the news and I see something. I could have sworn on several different occasions. I see something moving and I'm not talking about, oh, you know, what was that? I'm talking about I'm sitting and I'm looking at the news and I see what I thought was the cat stand up with his front paws on the bookshelf off to the right of my vision, my peripheral and then get back down. And I looked over there. There's no cat. And I look around. The cat's over there sleeping. 
And so it's like, okay, what am I seeing? What is that? Is it's it's my so we see stuff all the time. I see stuff moving all the time. I hear stuff banging around all the Ooh. time. Yeah. I and hear so, it banging, but it's usually on Netflix at late at night. Hell yeah, it does, bro. Oh, they have those on Netflix. But I think, I think so. All that to say, and then you know, like yesterday, Rock and I were talking about this uh, spirit box. Did you figure out how to use that thing yet, Sonny? <laughs> yeah. In yeah, spite it, of the lack of direction I was given, I understand I it's it a two. Th- it's a two thumber, right? I mean, it's like a. You got to push the buttons. Right, right. Oh, and you don't just push them, which <laughs> is what I was them. told. You got to push them and hold them for two seconds until the little red lights flash. Hell yeah, you do. Oh, What's now up? you can release the buttons. Always yelling at my shit, bro. Nobody <laughs> told me that. <laughs> but you know you know what you need to do is take that spirit box into a, a drop the deuce session in the bathroom and, and fire that thing up see what happens oh man see if i get voices well they do yeah, say I mean, they do say that the activity does pick up with around nuclear energy i'm just saying oh yeah <laughs> get out get out <laughs> now that was a serious spirit drop right there yeah yeah really <laughs> one that will say uh i've crossed the portal I dropped a deuce into the into the portal of the the portal. See, we've gotten bus. all of those, you know, the portal. The so, p- where'd you come from? The portal. <laughs> so I, I have never had a paranormal experience. I have seen uh, little orb things, mm-hmm. uh, I think, but I, you know, there was other ingredients and things involved during those those times. So I, I've had some psychic experiences, but I've never had the um, even on a scary movie. The only thing that happens on a, on something that gets my endorphins and and dopamine cranked up and squirting out is one of those videos that rocky puts up where you're watching some little kid and then all of a sudden "Ah!" it shows up on there oh yeah it's like you know i I get a little posterior pucker oh yeah but i but i don't get scared i don't get the the paranormal the ghost thing i rocky sent me a a video once that showed a very healthy um attractive Uh fetching buxom lass uh taking a t-shirt and slowly revealing quite ample bosom Mm. and just as it got to the point where everything was going to drop out of the t-shirt jesus face pops up and goes jesus doesn't like this thank you rocky so you know just on that note just remember that if you don't sin jesus died for nothing See, dude, that's yeah, what I've been trying that. to tell people. You gotta sin to make it worth the shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what so. I'm saying? So you you gotta you gotta support the Lord. You gotta get your sin on. Oh, wow, dude, I passed that cat class. Trust me, I passed that shit. You pass, gentlemen. We um literally do. We have about two and a half minutes here, and I want to make right sure on. that we what? let everybody know about Bauer. What you got going on? Tell everybody about the nights you have your shows. And how can they follow you and all that fun stuff, bro? What's up? Come on. Well, <laughs> so uh, let's see. We got the Nexus Next Cast on Tuesdays and Fridays at 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey One, uh, Odyssey One dot com on the on their radio network. Uh, also on Fridays, and uh, we're trying to figure out whether we're going to do Saturdays as well. But we're doing a muse and, and music and muse with uh, Doctor B. In between the years, so we're spinning music and just yakking and having a good time on the live stream, and that's been a lot of fun. But you can find everything on streamingtalkradio.com. Oh, nice drop, bro. 
Mr. Stucci has nice. put us all together in, in a nice collective of consciousness. And I'll tell you what, he's doing a super job and I'm just honored and proud to be a part of it. Damn, don't get me emotional, man. Come on. Wow. Hey, I love you, brother. Big love love you too, man. Roberts, let everybody know what's up. I don't think I can top that. But, no, you can't. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you can find me here on my YouTube channel, Mr. Scotty Roberts. You can find me on my website at intrepidradio.com. And by the way, it's not interpid. I have more people. Uh, I have I have like like GoDaddy will call me and say, we want to talk to you about your website in, in interpid. Radi- <laughs> it's intrepid. So intrepidradio.com. Uh, you can find me all over the place on Facebook and so on. You can find me on streaming talk radio. Ooh, nice, bro. Com. Ooh, We're doc. both going to get that $20 bill, aren't we? Damn, bro, what's yeah. up? <laughs> all right, hey, folks, and do not forget, this Thursday night, just a couple days, we are going to be doing the live broadcast yes. at the Depot Bar and Grill, downtown Hastings, Minnesota. Show starts at 8 o'clock. If you need directions or any information, feel free to contact me or just look up the Depot Bar and Grill, Hastings, Minnesota. The place is haunted. Um, Kim, the owner, is fantastic, and we very much look forward to doing our live broadcast during the Minnesota Vikings game. You know what's up? Come on. Oh, yeah. Vikings have a football team this year? Not really, but they're there. They're better than some years, worse than others. So anyways, yeah. folks, find out more about um, all the all the stuff that we have available and the T-shirts, the stem cell shots, the stem food, uh, beef jerky. All you need to do is go to streamingtalkradio.com and all the links, available links, are there right for you. So with that being said, folks, much love to you, much respect. On behalf of the Big Cannoli, on behalf of the Professor, I am the Emotional Meatball, ladies and gentlemen. We love the hell out of you, and we appreciate you. And never forget rule number one. Don't take shit from nobody. Good night, everybody. Live long and prosper. <laughs>